to another great episode of Late Night Podcast with Bridget and Holly. I'm your host, Bridget. Uh, I'm not your host, Holly. She's not <laughs> She's dreading it because if y'all remember from the last show, uh, I won the little spelling bee, <laughs> the, the pop-up spelling bee, and we had to make Holly do a challenge. So I'm going to make her eat some ghost pepper Cheetos. Uh, how many? One or two, y'all? What should I make her do? One or two? First of all, she knows I don't do spicy well at all. And these are ghost pepper. I've never had ghost pepper. It's not like them damn Doritos, is it? Where people are blacking out and foaming at the mouth. I don't think so. I I'm, I think we need to make her eat two. No, one. One. Mm. Oh my God! You can smell the heat. Oh my God! Get a big one. Don't you get no well, baby this one? This is what they look like. See, that's so little. Okay, well, I, okay, okay, okay. Oh my God! Oh my God! And y'all, just to go ahead and prepare y'all. I know how I get when I eat hot stuff. I'm not going to be able to talk for a while. So, Bridget's going to be reading all y'all's Q&As, okay? I'm, I'm going to chime in. Don't worry. But um, it's going to take me a minute to recover. Oh, God. Do I have to? Oh, God. My nose is burning. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got me some milk. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 Fuck it. Okay, can I just have the one? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I just need the one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God, it's not working. Oh, my God, it's not working. Oh, <laughs> Bridget, I swear to God. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, God, oh my God, my tongue is on fire. My oh, is it my, hot? Oh my God, it's past hot. It, I I can't eat too. Oh God. Oh oh my God. <sighs> Y'all would just know I didn't come up with that challenge. She volunteered it. She said I can do these. Mm. Mm. -mm. Mm -mm. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, my eyes are watering. Now my nose is going to start running. Oh god. That's horrible. Is that bad? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's not letting up mm. any. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. I don't know how people do spicy stuff like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some people eat that shit for fun. <laughs> oh. I bet JoJo was going to love the hell out of those. Cause she, oh, my God. She likes hot stuff. I, I eat that little bottle of Cholula with the Mexican woman on it and the wooden lid. That's about as much as I can, I can go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are those hotter than just like regular flaming hot Cheetos? Are they? Uh -huh. My tongue, my tongue is on fire. Is it? My tongue is on fire. 
Okay, go ahead. We are trying to start up a podcast called Ask or a series called Ask Bridget and Holly. Oh, first of all, first of all, y'all don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you to subscribe to us on Spotify. But we're trying to do a series called Ask Bridget and Holly, and we also want a confession series. But I just want to let y'all know something, okay? The reason we want you to send us our questions is because there are benefits to asking for advice, okay? The benefits are getting another person's perspective, it gives you different viewpoints and helps you see the situation from different angles. We may agree with you. We may disagree with you. But either way, it gives you a different perspective. And you're not just getting one perspective with us. You're getting two, okay? <laughs> it gives you some wisdom. Seeking advice taps into the knowledge and experience of others, okay? Because we might have been through something you haven't that's helped us have um, a little bit more knowledge about <laughs> About things. <laughs> Holly's over here. She's over dying, y'all. For those that are doing the um, video podcast and you can't see her, she's got it on mute and is blowing her nose and everything else. She's having a fit of it. Anyhow, it also offers some problem solving. It can offer other solutions to problems that you may be facing that are practical and that maybe you didn't think about. Okay. Uh, it gives you a learning opportunity. Seeking advice is a learning process. You gain insights that can contribute to your personal and professional growth, okay? Yeah. Validation or adjustment. Sometimes advice can validate your thoughts and decisions, or it might just suggest that you need an adjustment in the way you think or the way you feel, okay? That's the great thing. It also offers emotional support. How many times have you sat around and thought, you know, if I could just ask somebody else, how they feel about this. So it, it can give you the emotional comfort and support that you're looking for and knowing that you're not facing challenges alone, okay? Asking advice can also help you avoid some mistakes. So if I have done something and I made a mistake, you might can learn from my mistake. You see what I'm saying? It gives you a chance to avoid potential errors, okay? It also can help build relationships. If you ask advice from others, it can foster connections and it strengthens your relationship. So, you know, y'all are our followers, but we consider you our friends and we want to build our relationship with you guys. Asking advice can also help enhance your decision making. It helps equip you with more information and enabling you to make an informed, well thought out decision. Okay, so you're sitting there and you're like, your perspective is the only one, but getting that advice gives you other avenues to think about how you're going to decide. And last but not least, it can be confidence boosting. Getting advice can boost your confidence, especially when it confirms your instincts or provides a clear path. So that's the reason we want y'all to ask your questions because I'm 52. Holly's in her, her mid-40s. We have some life experience that can help you guys out, and we may have experienced something you haven't. So you might have a question that you're just wanting a little advice or support from, and we will definitely give you our honest advice, okay? But just remember this. Effective advice seeking involves thoughtful consideration, a willingness to apply the insights that we give you. So in other words, if you're coming to us with a closed mind, like, nope, my way's the right way, and that's it. It's not going to help you, okay? We're not going to be beneficial to them at all. 
Right. You won't have an open mind. Okay. Um, but if you have something specific, make sure you, you, you know, give us as much detail as possible so we can give you our advice and make an informed decision. Okay. Look at it this way. It's like when you're getting advice from somebody, it's, it's, it's better when you don't know what to do to get advice from somebody because they're outside of the box. And yes. when you when you ask us and we're not in that box with you, our minds are more clear. We can come up, help come up with a solution better because when you're right smack dab in the middle of the problem and it's all around you, your mm -hmm. thoughts are going like 100 miles an hour. You know, mm -hmm. you don't know if you're making the right decision or, the, or a bad decision. And yep. so it's, it's good to turn to somebody and say, hey, this is what's going on. What would you do? You know, so think of it as get somebody's opinion outside of your box. Yes. What you do you get a, a more clear opinion and more sound advice that's going to yep. help you better? Yeah. What do you think? How do you feel? Because you ever heard the old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees? Yeah. And I've heard that. And then you've got rose colored glasses on. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another one. And it will, I mean, when, you, when you're going through something, it, it, it clouds your own judgment. You like to think, hey, I can make the right decision. And sometimes you can, but there's going to be sometimes you can't. And you want to lean on somebody for that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So with that in mind, you guys, we have got three people to email us their questions. One of, one of the girls is, hers is a little lengthy. Uh, we're going to call her work dilemma, uh, but I'm going to try to skim through it and shorten hers up a little bit because it's, it's, even though it's good for us to hear and know all the details, um, I would, you know, it's just, this is a very long one. So if y'all can, when you do email, email us these questions, sometimes all the details are needed, but if you can keep it as brief as possible, you know, we do want some details about it, um, but my girl back here, I'm going to tease her a little bit. She wrote me about a 12-page book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty long. But, okay, so our first question comes from a girl that we're going to call California, okay? So she says, I need advice on whether I should go back for my master's degree or not. I've already got my associate's and my bachelor's degree, and I did that after I was told I would never even walk again. So, Holly, what do you think California should do? Girl, go for it. Yeah, and I'm going to give you a perfect reason why. First of all, I don't know how old you are, but it is never, ever too late to go back to college, and I'm going to tell you why. My mom was, let's see, she was 55, and y'all, she went to nursing school. She went to um, cosmetology school, and she decided, you know what, in, in about, in, in her early 50s, she was like, I want to go back to school when I want to be a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And y'all, she did it. And she earned her bachelor's degree in um, psychiatry. And had she have not passed away, I feel like she would have kept going and going and mm -hmm. going. And that's just proof that there's so many people that are using this use. Well, oh God, I'm, I'm 50 years old or I'm 60 years old. And it's just too late for me to go, go to college. Mm -hmm. You, you overcame learning how to walk again. They told you you never would. Mm -hmm. Why would you think that you couldn't go back to college and do it? Because right. you can, if right. you are in the mindset 
Now look at it this way. You're in the mindset. Your life's going good. Finances are great. And you're just in a great place. Girl, California, do it. Re reach for those stars. Don't settle. If you mm -hmm. can reach for them stars, do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes me and Holly will, will disagree. But on this one, I agree with Holly. I think it's very important uh, to chase your dreams. Okay? To to go as far as you want to go. If an mm -hmm. associate's was all you wanted and you were satisfied with that, then stop at the associate's. If a bachelor's all you wanted and you're satisfied with that, then stop at the bachelor's. But if your eye is on the master's, and for me, for you even to come and ask the question, it means you're contemplating it, you're thinking about it, uh, but you know it's going to be work. And I think you're right. just kind of gearing yourself up for, you know, do am I ready to take on this work? And I think you are, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you've already overcame a lot, it sounds like. Um, it sounds like you, you're interested in getting that master's. And to me, how can I say this? If you're like me, I'm the type of person that if I didn't go for it, I would always regret it. You know what I'm saying? I would always think, what if? I never want to be left with the what if. What if I would right. have just went back and done that? Or what if I would have you know, made that happen for myself. So That's I, a horrible I agree feeling. With mm -hmm. Yeah, you never want to feel feel like that. I always like to tell people sky's the limit. It really is because mm -hmm. the sky's just it's it's endless. And you can make yeah. your dreams become a reality as long as you work for it and it's what you want to do. That I, I totally, totally agree. You know, so in my opinion, I definitely think she should should head back and do that. Absolutely. Yes, we're giving you a thumbs up, California. Do it, girl. You go out there do it, and do you, it. You, you do it, Bubba. You do it. <laughs> Got our little thumbs up on the screen there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? I, I, but I've seen it before. Yeah, it popped up. That's funny. Okay, so our next one, our next question comes from the user, we'll call her Fed Up, okay? So she says, so I just want your gal's opinion. I have this stepdaughter and she's 19 and she still lives at home. She's brought plenty of attitudes and spiteful drama in my life for 16 years. Well, I'm almost 50, menopausal, and I am fed up and her daddy isn't on board with helping me find a solution. So I'm just about ready to throw in the towel. But I'm seeking the opinion of y'all because I don't want I don't can, want it candy-coated. I think, I would like to think there is a better life after 16 years. It's a long time to just throw in the towel, but I'm getting older enough. I'm getting older and fed up with the misery. So. Mm, I, I, I'm going to be honest in my opinion. So hold on a minute. Let me preface this. Y'all, bear in mind that Holly is a stepmom. I yeah. am a stepmom. I'm a mother and a stepmom. So, Joanne, we're going to go into this letting you know we've walked a mile in your shoes. You, so so you mm -hmm. come to the right people for advice. So go ahead, Holly. What do you exactly. Um, I can't speak on y'all's actual relationship with how close, close y'all are. I'll be honest, me and my stepdaughter, she's my best friend. I'm her best friend. We do everything together. And being a step-parent, sometimes you feel like you have to walk on eggshells because you're like, 
do I dish out the punishment? You know, do I get on to them about this? Is, you know, my husband going to get mad? Am I crossing the line? Is she going to backlash and say, oh, well, you're not my mom. And I can speak for me that the roles, we share the, the same roles, the same authority, I guess is what how you would word it. And teenagers are going to have their moments. They, they just are. They're going to get moody, throw fits, you know, say things that they shouldn't say. But the way we approach it is when we do have a problem with our teenager, we sit down and talk to her about it. And we all come to an agreement. We all come to an understanding. Um, do I do the majority of, I guess you would say, the punishment? I do. Um Am I the one that always gets on to her about, you know, doing her chores, homework, you know, all that stuff? It's me. But she respects me for that. And I'm teaching her life lessons. So when she gets older, you know, she'll be like, God, you know, my mama taught me this. My stepmama taught, taught me that. And it is hard when you feel defeated and you feel like probably everybody is against you. And when you get that feeling, my recommendation is to sit your husband and your stepdaughter down and talk to them and tell them how you feel. Now, if changes don't happen and she is 19, then I hate to say it, but she'd have to move out. And your husband should have your back because you've been raising her for what, 16, as she said, 16 years, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and she lives, you know, in your house. She needs to abide by your rules and she needs to show you respect. So for me, I would say if sitting them down and talking to them doesn't come to a solution, then I would just have to say to her and tell your husband, well, she's 19 and she can't respect me. Then she's got to move out and find somewhere else to live. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's, that's good advice. That's good advice. Now me, I'm going to go on a little I, I've always, and Holly will tell you, my friends will tell you, I play devil's advocate, okay? Mm -hmm. So I try to see both sides of the situation. So I'm going to start out by saying that, unfortunately, I would need, I'm going to give advice based on the information you've given me. But unfortunately, for me to really give you some thorough, thought-out advice, I would need more information on the situation. The reason I'm saying that is because there's a lot of dynamics going on here. I think... She's the girl, so she's daddy's girl, okay? Girls are always daddy's girl, okay? Um, I think there may be a little competition going on between you and her for his attention or for being the woman of the house kind of thing. Um, I think that you're at a point where you admit you're 50 and menopausal, you know, you're fed up. Um, why is the dad not on board, okay? First of all, uh, fed up. Do you have any other kids? Do you have children of your own? Because I will tell you, uh, and Holly, I don't mean anything towards you. I think you're the exception. The general rule is if you're parenting children and you don't have any of your own, 
You know, you know how when we're when we're young and we see people with kids, we're like, oh, if that was my kid, I would. Oh, my God, my kid ain't going to act like that. Like, you're really, mm-hmm. you have it in your mind how your kid's going to be. And then when you have kids of your own, you got the same misbehaving brat that you threatened or said that you would never have. So, right. it's different looking from a parent's eyes to a step-parent's eyes because you can be harder on your stepkids than you would be on your own kids, okay? Um yeah, I, and the only I reason she's saying, oh, I was just say the only reason you were saying that I'm the exception is because I've been raising jo- Joanna since she was like a year old. Yeah. Most step parents they don't come in until, you know, they're they're a little bit older, you know, until they're like, you know, way past the toddler stage or even even teenage years. So I've been raising her for almost 15 years and she's, you know, she's 15, about to be 16, but that's what she was meaning by that. Yeah. And not only that, I I mean, I saw you parenting Jojo. You, you genuinely love her like you're, she's your own and you genuinely, you genuinely, you know, want the best for her. And a lot, like I said, with a lot of step parent situations, it's more, it's, you're you like you said you're coming in when they're a little bit older there's resentment there on both sides you know I'm like you I never had that with my I call him my bonus son not my stepson um with my bonus son we never had that now I agree that it was easier you know for me to stand by my husband (coughs) and my husband disciplined him um because it wasn't my kid you know what I'm saying I was like well let's you you know and I and I would say sometime to my husband don't you think it's a little hard and he'd be like "Uh, you raise your kids how you want to. You let me raise mine how I want to. Uh, he's going to get da-da-da-da-da punishment. And, you know, you do your voice how you want to. Which, in the end, he was he was right and I was wrong because his kid turned out more disciplined than mine did. But, um, you know, I, I think there's more to it than that. But for me, I think it it starts with, Honestly, I think there needs to be some reconstruction of the relationship between you and your stepdaughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think y'all need some counseling. I think that there's a lot of animosity and competition. And I think that you, we can, as parents, we can get in this mindset that I am the authority and you are going to listen to me. And when you approach a teenager with that kind of attitude, especially a 19 year old, they're gonna flip you off. <laughs> they it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Yeah. I go back to the approach is everything. Approach is mm-hmm. everything. And a lot of times you can get a lot further with sugar uh than you can uh vinegar. Raising you your voice. Saying? You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's so true because you know, I I'm not trying to brag by any means. I want y'all to think I'm I'm bragging, but Bridget knows me. She knows me inside and out. She knows my daughter. And Jojo will even tell you, like, we don't even like using stepmom or stepdaughter. When that's school, right. she tells everybody I'm her mom. You know, right. I tell everybody she's she's my daughter. And so we, we don't even like that term. But by law, that's what it is until I adopt her in January, which we're finally going to do. I meant to tell you that. But it's you... You you never want to come at them, even if it's your own child. Like you don't want to come at them in how Bridget said in a authority way and be like, Duh, you know, you you don't know what they're going through. Like kids these days, in my opinion, go through so much more than what we did when we were younger. You got more bullying. You got more trying to fit in. You got kids struggling so much with their sexuality. 
you know, right now, and they don't know what they want to be and, and things like that. So it's better to, to approach it in a, a nice way, you know, like my point of view, my advice I was giving you was like, you know, it, if she's, I'm like Bridget, you got to know both sides of the story. That is true. You know, so if, if you're at fault and she's at fault, that's why it's best you need to sit down as a family. It, we, we do what we call is we do it once a week and it's called on the same page talk. And me, Jason and Jojo, we all three sit down. Sometimes it can be a 30 minute conversation, a two minute conversation, an hour conversation, but it's us touching base as a family making sure, all right, Jason, you okay? Anything going on? You got any problems going on with me? Any going with Jojo? Jojo, you okay? Anything me and your daddy's doing? And it's just a good routine to do. And we've always done it for years mm -hmm. because when you do it, you're touching base every week and you're not letting stuff constantly build up to when you're mm -hmm. mad and you're fed up. Yeah. You just going to blow up and that's not good for anybody. Mm -mm. That's right. That's right. And so I go back to saying, and Holly, that's, and I love the whole, are we on the same page talk? That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, in this situation, okay, so let's give the benefit of the doubt to fed up here. And fed up, let's say that she is bringing drama. Let's say that it is 100% her fault and you're doing nothing wrong. Okay. Um, which, in my opinion, I don't think is the case. I think there's, I, I think me 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 knowing history, me knowing people, I think y'all are both being catty at one another. I think you're trying to um, project your authority, and I think she's in a full-blown resistance of that. Um, I think Dad loves both, and he's caught in the middle, so he don't want to get in the middle of any of it. And I think that, it, like I said, it takes some restructuring. But <clears throat> let me just say, for instance, you're right. When you're in a situation like this, I will say, if you do what Holly said and you say, listen, you're going to have to straighten up or move. You're going to do, okay, because I'm, I'm just going to say, if that was my kid and my husband said that to me, my kid's over my husband all day long. It shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way. But in our society today, that's the way it is. So if, if my husband was willing to throw out my kid, then I, I think I would, I'd probably end up going with my kid. Um, but I don't know how that's going to work. You, you could try it and see. But I will say that I think in this case, you need to take care of you. And what I mean by that, fed up, I mean, <coughs> wake up every day telling yourself, I'm not going to have any drama with her today. I'm going to let her do her. She's 19. So anything she does at this point, the consequences fall on her head. So if she right. wants to have a filthy room and you're in there saying, clean up your room and she don't want to do it, shut the door and let her live in filth. I know it's a part of your house. I know it's an extension of your house, but you're going to be at a whole lot more peace if you just let her go. If she has a curfew and you're insisting she's in by the curfew and she's late, oh, well, she's late. If she gets in trouble while she's late, oh, well, she's she get in trouble while she's late. I would take on a whole total, I don't give a shit what you do attitude. Yeah. And I would smile at her the whole way. I'd be like, you go, girl. You do you, boo. Because my thing is, eventually, if you give somebody like that enough rope, they're going to hang themselves. Oh, definitely. And, and then when, when she gets in trouble and she calls for help, oh, oh, you need help? 
hold on a minute. Let me get your daddy. Hey, hun, your daughter's on the phone. So my thing is, I think I would just, if it was me, I would live my life in my own home doing the best I could. And I would totally do me and let her do her. That's that's what I would do. Right. And I know I that's not are, easy. No, it's not. And I mean, I think both are good because like, when I mean, you know, like, I don't mean like kick her out. I mean, you know, right. if y'all can't come to an agreement with her being the age she is, yeah. she, she can start being on her own. And it, it's probably best for you to say, okay, if we can't get along here and live under the same roof and be respectful for one another, you, you just, you're going to have to move out and start living your life, you know? Exactly. Just can't do it here. That's right. And that, I mean, like I said, in the at the end of it, that is an option. Um, because I will tell you, and I don't like to bring biblical into anything, but in order to be in perfect harmony in our lives, we're, uh, we're it's only all honestly supposed to be God, our spouse, and our kids. So if our kids are disrupting our peace between me and my spouse, then I'm supposed to choose my spouse. I, I really am. Would I do it? I, I don't think I can. I mean, moms are just not built that way. <laughs> but yeah, they're not because be. I put. Uh, <clears throat> oh, my mouth is still burning. By the way, oh god. Um, I do that with JoJo. Like everything I do is for her. She's put before anything, any yeah. anything. Like everything I do do is for that young. Yeah. Oh. We're not supposed to, but okay, so we're going to move on. So I hope that helps answer your question, Fed Up. It might not be the answer you wanted from us, um, mm -hmm. but I hope it gives you some. Sometimes we reach situations in our life where we can't control anything else but ourselves and the way we respond to things, okay? I go back to saying life is 90, 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we react to it. So my thing is, I wouldn't, I would, I would just take care of you and I wouldn't react to her anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the more you react, the more it's, it's growing bigger. So we're going to move on to the next question <clears throat> while Holly's over there having a coffee. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you what happened. I'm just sitting here minding my business, minding my business. And you know how chips to get stuck in your tooth. Well, one decided to come loose and it hit me back in the throat and it set me on fire again. My eyes are like water. I don't know if you can see them on camera, but they are Next water. time you need to study if we have a spelling bee. <laughs> I've got, I ain't lying. I'm a study hard as hell. But I will tell you, if anybody is having any trouble with their sinuses, eat you a couple of these. It'll open your ass right up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, y'all. Here's the long one. My girl wrote a book. We're going to call her Work Dilemma, okay? So, Work Dilemma says, I got a text from my boss saying we need to talk. That's never that's never a fun thing to do. Would I be able to come in at 1.30 on my, on my day off? I asked, am I in trouble or what? She replies, nope, we just need to talk. I replied, well, when someone says we need to talk, you would think you did something wrong. No response. Right. You know, so she said she went into a full-blown panic, and she said they just needed to talk. Well, she said... That she goes in, um, she pulls her into the office. They both have a seat. Three coworkers are wanting to quit because of her. Okay, three Ooh. coworkers are wanting to quit because of her. 
And she names the three people. I'm surprised that the boss named the three people. Uh, person Me number too. one. I know. Person number one said you told her she needs to make the bed before she could leave. She said, yeah, I said that because she did, basically. Um, she said, but there was other stuff that they had a wet depends on the garbage can, urine in another garbage can under the bed. She said, I ignored all those things, but I told her she did need to make the bed. She must work for like um, a person home or something. Or she's a CNA. CNA, okay. <laughs> Number two said, you don't talk to her when she comes on the shift and you leave a lot of laundry plus a sink full of dishes. She said, well, dishes aren't my responsibility. She's a CNA. She, I guess she feels like she's not a housekeeper. <clears throat> I replied, your mom did her laundry, so communicate. Well, she. Mm, this is a lot to read. Not sure if they finish up the laundry and take to the people's room, but it was my fault because I didn't tell her we had extra loads in the residence laundry. So apparently people are accusing her of not being friendly and being a little bossy, it sounds like. And the third person says, She's not personable. She's rigid and acts like you're better than they are. She said her response was, well, I don't think I'm better than anyone. Then the boss comes back and says, do you even have anyone ever talk to you about their problems? So it Whoa. sounds, yeah, it sounds like this is getting a little, um, this is getting a little, a little much. And she says, because you have a hard shell around you. She, she replied, yeah, I do. I have multiple people that talk to me. Uh, I was, in fact, late for work one day because one of my friends wanted to end their life, and I helped them not do that. Plus, I'm trying to help my sister right now. Uh, I'm thinking of taking her kids and raising them. And then she asked if I would actually do that. My sister is struggling as a single mom, and I'm trying to help her out. I have taken the kids on a couple days to give her a break. And her response is, her boss said to her, you're not stable enough for that, mentally, emotionally, or financially. Which I think, that's crossing the line. That is. Anything about your personal life. She said, how are you going to support those kids yourself? Have you contacted a lawyer? <clears throat> Do you believe in God? This is her speaking to me, she said. When my mom fell, my sister said I should come should have gone and checked on her. I said, F you, my mom doesn't, didn't, my mom doesn't do it. Where is the lifeline that's on her? I don't care. I don't, I didn't understand that part. Anyhow, in other words, she says there's a lot of guilt there. Um, She says, if she says you don't carry, her, her boss is basically lecturing her is what it sounds like. Um, she said she's in tears by now. She said, uh, I, want, I want you to go apologize to these co-workers. Um, she said, I said, I didn't do it. And she said, uh, you need to go apologize. I don't, I don't think I should apologize <laughs> for something I didn't do. She said, well, you just need to fake it. Like, fake the apologies. She said, I don't know how to do that because I'm not a fake person. I say what I mean, I mean what I say. Also, it makes me question everyone here who is being fake and who can I trust, of course. Um, she replies, you should never trust anyone but yourself. I don't trust anyone but myself. My husband thinks he's right all the time, and I just let him think he's right. Um, he doesn't have my heart. My kids, are, he doesn't have my heart. My kids don't have all my heart. 
She said, I'm sitting here traumatized now, couldn't speak. So basically, it sounds like the boss is scolding her that she's certain things she's not doing. Again, I think, I'm going to let you tell what you think, Holly, and then I'm going to go for it. Well, okay, I'm going to be honest. First of all, I've worked for a CNA office, and I know what is demanded out of them CNAs. When you're a CNA, you're not there to vacuum, dust, wash clothes, you know, anything like that. You're there to give them their medicine, give them a bath, check their vitals, you know, maybe run, go get their medicine or something like that. Take them to a doctor's appointment and stuff like that. So I, I understand the demands that are coming at her that are not literally in her job title. Now, whether she just works one-on-one -on -one with patients, it sounds like from her letter that they work in a type of residency home or something. And they kind of almost like a, a nursing home, but maybe more like, I don't know, we're just like elderly people go to get care or whatever. <clears throat> um, I personally, me, would quit. Um, and the only reason I'm saying that is because a boss should never, never talk to you about anything religious, your like your beliefs, should not be in your personal business, should not sit there and tell you you're not financially stable or stable yourself. That's none of their business. As long as you are doing your job and you, you know, you're there to make a paycheck, not friends. And every, now I will tell you, I'm, I'm just a friendly person. I'm bubbly. Um, I make friends easy. That's, I'm just bubbly. That's just how I've always been. But every job that I've had, I've always told myself, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make a paycheck. If I make friends along the way, that's great. But my goal is to sit here and do my job, do what I'm supposed mm -hmm. to. And if the friends come on each side, that's great. Mm -hmm. But I, I would never, ever let my boss talk to me like that. You know, my, my mm -hmm. boss I have now, and he knows, I, I tell him all the time, he's like family to me. He's like a, a second dad. He wouldn't even talk to me like that. You know, we I, I love my boss to death, and he's very, very caring, but he would never, he would never talk to me like that. Never, never, and I've never had a boss talk to me that way, and I mean, I feel pretty sure kind of if you could afford to get you a lawyer and you you might could have you a little bit of a lawsuit on on your hand because she's abusing her authority she's she's just not she's not doing doing you how a boss is supposed to do a boss should never get personal with you like that and, and pretty much belittle you and mm -hmm. just because you don't speak to somebody when they come in on their shift doesn't make you a bad person. You might not even know this person and you might be shy and not feel comfortable talking to this person. But mm -hmm. me, honey, I believe I'd be applying for some other CNA jobs. That's just my opinion. It yeah. sounds like you got a lot going on and it ain't nothing but drama and nothing but a bunch of grown-ass bitches drawing their claws out because you ain't like them and you're not bowing down and kissing their ass. Mm-hmm. Well, that's first. I, I mean, I would have started out first of all, and I said, "Well, first of all, I never saw on my 
a job title that it said be friendly <laughs> to to other staff members. I yep. understand you got to have some kind of work report. I get that. Okay, I get it. Um, but it sounds to me like I mean I would have stopped her mid sentence and I just said I tell you what, uh, we have a problem here. Uh, it sounds like you think I'm the problem, so I'm gonna remove the problem. I quit. I'm gonna go find another job. Yep. Never be job scared. Never be yeah. job scared. And right now, more than anything. Uh, there's more jobs than there are employees because nobody wants to work. And I promise you, CNAs are always in demand. You can they find are. Jobs. You can find they them. Are. I, I'm like Holly. Uh, I'd be turning it. I don't even know if I'd turn in my resignation. I think I'd just quit and walk out. I think I'd have to stand up and say, fuck you, bitch, bye. Yep. Because I would be That's that it. mad. I would be that mad because the things, the details that you went through in that letter with us, that that's bullshit. That yeah. she should have never said those things to you. Never, right. never. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to hold myself together enough to not literally cuss her out and walk out the door. Yeah, I think when somebody when a boss starts to attack your personal character, mm-hmm. um, I think you're crossing the line. And I would have told her you're crossing the line. Yeah. Um, and I would have told her it's not. This is not a personality contest. This is a damn job I got to do. But yeah, I mean, and you got to think too, people are reluctant to, you you have things like people sometimes they're just reluctant to change. So they hate the idea of getting a new job. So they end up staying on one far longer than they should and they're miserable. Don't be afraid to change. Okay. Don't be afraid to change. And the other thing is once you have all that, if you got three employees complaining about you, your boss is taking their side. You're already, you're walking into a shitty situation every day that you're going to wake up and dread walking into. And yeah. you have to be at that job more than you have to be at home. I'm not going to be somewhere I hate. So I'm going ha- to have to check mm-hmm. out. Now, every, I tell my daughter all the time, every job come. you're always going to have one. And every job comes with problems and try to work through it as much as you can. Um, but, you know, it just sounds to me like you need another job. It does. The best. Best piece of advice that I could give you, baby, is know your worth. Yeah. Know your worth. And that'll tell you everything. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's our three questions, you guys. And listen, if you have a question or a confession, because we're going to do a confession series as well, and you always remain, remain anonymous, email us at bridgetandholly at gmail.com. We're, this is just the first of many series like this. We want to get your questions. We want to give your advice. We want to hear your confessions. Get it on yes. your chest. You know you got something you want to tell. Look, you you, you reveal something again. juicy? We'll reveal something juicy, okay? I don't know about all that. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube if you're listening to it on that channel. If you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you subscribe. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.